0: and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at from lonely to free a weekend workshop may 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck New York learn more at eomega.org/thrive families have a lot going on
1: You are listening to Rewritten with Cynthia Ocelli. Our topic today, five books to help you live your very best life in 2023. I'm Cynthia Ocelli, and I want to thank you for joining me here on Rewritten, a show where we rewrite your limiting, toxic, false beliefs so that you can go and live the life that you were created to live. My goal always is to help you peel away everything that's in your way. And most of those things are beliefs and limitations and shoulds and ways that were taught to us often by well-meaning people and sometimes by a society and a media and marketing culture that is really out to make you feel inadequate so that you will buy things to cure it so that you will be a lifelong consumer Always thinking that you are inherently not enough and you must do something to fix it. I love being in the position to disabuse you of that toxic idea and reconnect you with the truth within you, reconnect you with the parts of you that were made to know that you are here as a unique individual with a unique set of gifts, capacities, strengths, talents, and attributes that no one else has in exactly the same way, and that your greatest joy is going to be derived from figuring out what those are and how you can live them in a way that feels fulfilling and purposeful for you. My goal is for you to always be endeavoring to have a life of greater meaning greater success, however you define that, because success is certainly not being wealthy. There are so many people who are wealthy but poor. My goal is for you to be rich, rich in happiness and joy and satisfaction, and I want to see you thrive. So that's my goal here. Today we're going to get into five books. so hard to pick five books. I mean, I'll probably have to do this show. I could do this show every month on five different books. I've gathered five books that I think are really powerful and transformative, and four of them are newer in the marketplace, so that's fresh in case you are an avid connoisseur of books like I am. Uh, this is some new stuff, and some of it is so, so good and powerful. Over this, let's see, beginning of the year here, there has been, as usual, I mean, life is life, so many changes, so much transition, so many challenges. And I am reminded always, and I forget often, I don't know, do you forget this too? That our greatest power, our greatest strength is in letting go. Letting go does not mean giving up. It means that we stop resisting what is. We stop fighting reality. We stop hyper-analyzing and turning something in our minds over and over and over again. We stop Wanting others to be who we want them to be, and instead turn that energy on becoming our greatest expression, our greatest selves, because we cannot change others, but we can inspire others to change. And 100% of the time, the right answer in every situation that takes you off your center is to invest in yourself. So I want to ask you, as we approach the first quarter of the year, how are you investing in yourself? How are you doing so far? Are you giving yourself the value that you deserve? And when I say, are you giving yourself the value, I mean actively, because we take care of what we value. So are you taking care of you? And what does that actually mean? Doing what makes us feel good temporarily and taking good care of ourselves are often two different things. I loved watching uh, Phil Stutz in his Netflix documentary with Jonah Hill. I loved it when he said that 85% of our mental well-being comes from good and sound, eating, moving, sleeping. 85%. So, I've really been doubling down on this with my clients and myself because the other 15%, that's the domain of healing and therapy and coaching and goal setting and optimizing our mindset and learning to adopt a growth mindset and all of that. But what is that 15% without the other 85%? So the very first thing that needs to be central and foundational to your life and to the way you approach your well-being and self-valuing self-care is that you are eating well, that you are sleeping enough, and that you are moving, breaking a sweat often, three to five days a week, that these three things are going to give you the capacity for the 15% to be meaningful and for you to grow and develop in all the ways that you are here to do. When it comes to eating, my go-to lately has been, and I'm so glad that the people that I eat with love this, I have just been getting organic root vegetables, carrots, beets, um, not all root vegetables, cauliflower, broccoli, potatoes, uh, cutting them up into Smaller sizes for the things that take a long time to cook, larger sizes for the thing that take less time to cook, tossing them all into a pan with olive oil, salt, pepper, garlic powder, because real garlic will burn, baking it in a 400 degree oven for about an hour till things get all caramelizing and good, and just enjoying that we're eating really healthy food that was really simple to make that doesn't have toxins and pesticides on it. And that is superfood for our bodies and beings. This is kind of the, the thing I'm on right now. And it has made my life so much easier because I have so much going on as I know we all do. For me, I'm running over here to write my book. I'm podcasting. I'm doing a bunch of social media. I'm coaching clients. I'm still doing real estate investments. I'm expanding my knowledge and learning all the time as an avid learner. I am committed and active and consistent in my yoga practice. And I am really watching my sleep to make sure that I hit that number that makes me feel so, so much better every day. I want to encourage you to just take a look at your self-care habits right now. Those three things, eating, moving, sleeping, and if they can be improved upon, I don't want you to think of that as something negative. Oh gosh, you're not doing a good job. I want you to think of that as an opportunity to do something small this week to improve it. And if each week you just do something small and improve it by three, four, five percent in a few months, This will be a whole new lifestyle for you. So you could add the veggies in. You could walk 10 minutes away from your house and 10 minutes back one extra time. You could park all the way in the back in the furthest places where it's safe in the weather and, you know, works for you right now and walk in. You could go to bed just 10 minutes earlier, 15 minutes earlier. You could shut your computer down and that blue light earlier in the evening so that your sleep is more restful. And I just learned something that it really seems to work. I read a lot of science journals, and there's some new research that says that eye masks, blackout eye masks, have uh, the impact of having us sleep better and have clearer minds and better memories the next day. So I have eye masks always laying around, and it's like all of these these self-help things, they don't work unless you work them, right? I've had it sitting there forever by my bed in case I need it. Don't put it on. So I finally started putting it on. I am sleeping without waking up and sleeping more soundly and waking up feeling so much better. So I'm hoping that right now it's the time for you to do a little review of where you are and how you're doing. And if you are going through challenges, struggles, or something difficult, I want to impress upon you. That when we want to do self-care the least is exactly when we need it the most. And you are worth it. And when you are spiraling and feeling self-doubt and insecurity and like maybe you're on the wrong path or having a crisis of purpose or faith or whatever it is, making decisions, taking action, and choosing uplifting and positive care for yourself, restores your sense of power over your own life. And it is an exercise of absolute power that only you can exercise. So keep showing up. I am back in my yoga practice. I just missed it so much. It took me a while to find a studio. So there you go. If something doesn't work the first time, it may not be that it's not for you. It may be you're in the wrong place. It's taken me a really long time. To find a studio of the caliber that I'm used to. Uh, Everything closed down during the pandemic. Lots of studios went out of business. And then when I came back, I just was like, you know, going studio to studio, not being able to really get what I'm used to and what I really love in my practice. And now I have a studio that I get it with every teacher. And uh, that means that I'm showing up three to five days a week and I am more limber Again, and I love that I'm calmer. I sleep better. I use my practice as a meditation. So there I'm sort of like multi-purposing my my yoga. I'm having a physical workout. I'm getting flexibility and I am using the entire time to stay on the four corners of my mat and hold an intention for what I want for myself right now. These are all powerful moves that change our life experience and put us in the position that we are strong and formidable inside and out. So on that note today, we are exploring five books that I think are special, powerfully effective and could benefit every single person who picked them up. And I don't say that lightly. Uh, I love books, I read a lot of books, and I know that with all the different types of people I work with and have in my friend group, not everything is good for everyone. And not everything has something that everyone can benefit from. What, What really stood out about these books is that all of them are sort of universally applicable because we're all grappling with the content that these books are written to support and to help. So. Let's get started. My first book that I'm really, really happy about, and it it was sort of like a book where I felt like, wow, I'm really coming home. We all grow up with challenges and things that are traumatic for us. A lot of times we're reluctant to say that we had a traumatic childhood because one, we don't want to say anything that might be negative about our family. Our parents. And two, maybe we didn't have violence. Maybe we didn't have obvious neglect. Or maybe we can't see it. But all of us have the experience of trauma because trauma is not objective. It's not this is traumatic and this is not traumatic. No, some things are traumatic for certain personalities that aren't traumatic for others. And trauma, my best definition that I really like is. Being in a situation that was overwhelming for me, that I was powerless, I couldn't handle it, and it was really upsetting for me, and I was overwhelmed. We all have some of that in our past. And this book, The Myth of Normal by Gabor Mate, how our emotional well being and our social connectivity, in short, how we live, is intimately intertwined with health, disease, and addictions. I love Gabor Mate. You may have seen him. He's on a lot of social media now. He's very open about all of the times that he feels he was acting out of trauma. And what he does is he explains that we live in a toxic environment. And we're used to thinking of that as our natural world environment. And that's absolutely, there's evidence for that. There are so many toxins in our environment now, physical toxins. But he moves also to emotional toxicity. And he talks about our society's focus on success, our obsession with youth and beauty and anti-aging, and our repression of our emotions and our traumas. And what I really appreciate about this book is he is an MD. He's well resourced in academia and science. And he's finally saying what many spiritual people have been saying for a very long time. Emotional trauma leads to physical disease, emotional upset, inner pain, all of the things that change our inner physiology and biology by the way that we're feeling our chemical makeup can lead and contribute, and stress for sure, can contribute to our physical disease and totally detract from our individual mental health as well as our community and cultural mental health. So he critiques that traditional model of medicine that is always relying on medication and never asks anything about your emotional and psychological state. And he looks for a holistic approach mental health that benefits your physical health as well i love that so much the best i've heard in in mainstream media is that the centers for disease control say that most disease is derived from stress that to me is kind of the the roundabout way of saying you can worry yourself sick that's kind of the admission there But when we come at it directly and we say, oh, how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, what type of fear and trauma and disconnection I'm feeling and isolation I'm feeling and loneliness I'm feeling can have an impact on my healing or my lack of healing. And this book talks about the mind body and it goes so much deeper to explain that neglect, And neglect can just be that our needs weren't met as children in our formative years. And we may or may not remember that because all trauma is pre-verbal, meaning that it happens either at a time before we can articulate it, or it happens in a part of the brain that is not verbal. And so many of us go through life... We can be high-functioning or we can be struggling, but we do not know what's bothering us. We do not know what's wrong. We think, you know, I I don't feel like I should feel, but I don't know what to do and I don't know what's wrong. And he dissects it and it helps you understand it and then gives an entire section focused on healing it. And I just feel like it's the book that everyone needs. As a partner, as a parent, as a friend, as an individual. it's The Myth of Normal by Gabor Mate. My second book, and this is, I am really into the idea that we can live our entire lives thinking, oh, well, I've always been this way, so there must be, it must be normal for me. And leave the world like that. I, my mom left the world like that. Or we could turn the light of awareness on in our own body and being, in our own psyche, and learn, oh wow, I suffered this, I concluded that, I've lived my whole entire life Thinking this wrong belief about myself. I thought I couldn't change. I didn't know what the possibilities were. I didn't understand why every time I'm in a relationship, I sabotage it. Or I didn't understand why every time I'm in a relationship, I'm suspicious of my partner. So you're always expecting that someone isn't going to like you. They're going to leave you. You're not good enough. You're doing something wrong. And you're over caretaking and you're over and you're abdicating your own interests and your own self-care because you've got to just fixate on your relationship to make sure that they don't leave, that is actually not something that's part of your innate character and personality. That is a result, a coping strategy that you developed a long time ago. And what's beautiful about these books, this one, the book I'm about to announce, and the last one I just talked about, The Myth of Normal, is you can release and heal your old coping strategies. You can grow past them and understand what you were doing, how you came up with it, and how genius you were to find a way to survive very difficult things. And you can realize that you don't need to do that anymore. Have you
0: noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive.
1: How to do the work by Nicole LaPera. Going through the table of contents of this book can give you a real understanding of the healing process you will go through in this book. I follow Nicole LaPera on Instagram and she's got amazing posts that are substantive and brief and powerful that give you so much to think about and so many ways to see aspects of yourself that you may not have seen before. Going through the table of contents, it's a primer on a holistic psychology. I love, again, the holistic approach. We are not a bunch of different puzzle pieces put together. We are a whole integrated being and we need to be treated as such. Chapter one You are your own best healer. That is so empowering. We often think, I can't do this if I don't have a psychologist, a psychiatrist, um, a, a leader, someone to tell me you know, how to do it or someone to talk and talk and talk to. And then I'm, I've got to try to figure it out with someone else. I am all for talk therapy. I'm all for all methods and modalities of support, but I never want anyone to believe that they themselves have no power over their own healing. So when I read this, you are your own best healer. I was totally on board. Chapter two is the conscious self becoming aware. We always talk about awareness. You cannot shift what you cannot see. So learning to self-observe, learning to be mindful and present as a witness to our own patterns is incredibly powerful. Chapter three, a new theory of trauma. Chapter four, the trauma body. Chapter five, mind-body healing practices. Chapter six, one of my favorites, the power of belief. This whole show is centered on that number seven, meet your inner child, number eight, ego stories, number nine, trauma bonds. This was a powerful chapter for me. 10, boundaries, 11, reparenting, 12, emotional maturity, and 13, interdependence. For someone like me who came from a, a very codependent background with my mother I, as I was healing from that relationship, I learned and believed that codependency is so bad that I need to stand completely on my own emotionally and I need to be able to thrive without having any dependence on anyone. And I I did that for a while and I was able to work the, the motions and have that appearance and experience But I always felt like, ah, there's just something missing. You know, I, I don't really understand the value of life without having some sort of attachment and dependence in relationships. But I had been so traumatized by having a codependent mother who really, really sourced me for her everything that I thought I can't do that because then that would be me behaving like my mother. And as I grew and learned and developed through the healing, I realized and learned by reading a lot of a lot of really good information that interdependence is the idea and the goal. That yes, we can be attached, yes, we can have interdependence, we can count on each other, we can connect, we can rely. And that final step in in healing that, and I don't want to say I'm finally healed and everything is perfect because I am we are just gonna to continue to evolve and grow. And there's always a new horizon a new opportunity for us to grow, but it does get better and better and better and better. For me, having a healthy, securely attached relationship with interdependence was one of my greatest, proudest achievements. This book can help you see yourself, heal what you'd like to heal, change and adopt more positive perspectives about yourself. It works on the shadow, which is exploring all of the parts of yourself that you may have repressed or denied so that you can bring them in. Um, Richard Schwartz, psychologist about parts, he's created parts theory, I believe, and he always says, you know, there's a book I think he wrote called No Part Left Behind. Every part of us that we look at and think of as negative or sabotaging, always, if you get into it and understand it, you will see that it had the purpose of helping you, of protecting you, of sheltering you and allowing you to cope when you needed those strategies. And then sometimes we don't evolve past those strategies because they seem so normal and we haven't used our awareness to work with them, to integrate them. So discovering your own repressed emotions, denied emotions, your own shadow is such a beautiful experience because it is powerful and transformative act to completely and totally accept every bit of you. It is so amazing, such a gift when you can reach the point that you can stand in the mirror, stand in the quiet of your mind and say, I love and accept myself, all of me, flawed and flawless, just as I am. This book will help you with that, and it will give you a lot of tools to help you understand yourself, help you see your behavior, help you realize that you've always done the best you could with what you have, and then make changes and allow healing so that you can have a more authentic life. All right, my next book. This transition is kind of challenging because there's always sort of this paradox. My next book is The Power of Letting Go. How to Drop Everything That's Holding You Back by John Perkis. So here I come from two books that are all about digging into healing your own psyche. And this book promotes, let it go, let everything go. And I want you to know that they are not in conflict. The healing is something you do from within, because if you just sat around and decided to let go of every troubling thing that comes up inside your psyche, it would really be more like repress. Let go would turn out to actually have the impact of repress, right? So in when it comes to healing and shining light on your inner world and giving yourself the needs met that you never had, meeting the needs that you've needed your whole life, and finally getting that from yourself... That's not where letting go goes, all right? Beyond that, however, when we look out at the world and we look at our inner thinking about the world and we wish that other people would do what we wanted, we wish that they would be different than they are, we wish that the past never happened, we are fixated and just white knuckling our goals and our desires. And so we're not really relaxing. These are all incredible opportunities to let go. And when it comes to the negative emotions, there are sections in this book that do directly support healing inner uh, traumas and unaddressed, unprocessed experiences. And that's a part of the book called Completions. And so these three books do have a lot in common when it comes to remedying our inner upsets and having an active hand in our own healing. So the first part of the book explores the concept of letting go. It talks about the benefits of it and why it can be difficult. I have had miraculous results from letting go. I have been in situations where I was very much Uh, In my ego, not in a brash way, but in a, I'm going to solve this. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to think of the solution. I'm going to fight until I win. And the fight just went on and on and on and on and on. And I was exhausted and I finally surrendered and truly let go from my soul. And the most wild, unexpected, amazing, magnificent outcome happened. And that's not uncommon. That's happened more than once. One of my growing opportunities, something I'd like to be better at, is to let go first, not let go You know, after I'm you know, clinging to the ropes, puking in a bucket, right? So this book talks about what letting go is. It talks about what it's not. It's not waving the red flag of surrender. It's not giving up. And then I love how it gets into really practical strategies for letting go. There are mindfulness techniques, gratitude practices, self-reflection exercises. And I want to say here that some things work for certain people and other things work for other people, but nothing works for everyone. So when you come across something, I really want you to trust your intuition. If it doesn't seem like it's something that's going to work out for you, listen to that. And then when you do try something, give it a chance. So if you're feeling like, yeah, I, I do think this might work for me. I'm going to do mindfulness practices. And then you do them and they're not very rewarding and they're difficult and you can't remember and it's hard and you keep forgetting and you're just frustrating. Stay the course and give it a shot. Give it like a three week chance. So you want to use your intuition to help you identify and then you don't want to give up. You want to persevere. Some people it's Vipassana meditation, mindfulness techniques, yoga, gratitude practices, whatever. I really want to support you in choosing something that resonates with you and following it through and not feeling like you have to do everything. Because nothing is going to work for everyone. And when you know something just doesn't resonate with you, trust that. The third part of his book is on the application Of letting go in your real life situations. And I think this is just genius, because you know what are we gonna do? Just sit in our minds all day and and let go, let go, let go? We can, but it's really beneficial to see how letting go plays out at work or in our own self-image or in our relationships, right? This book, Power of Letting Go, it gives you a roadmap for personal growth and emotional well-being by teaching you how to let go of negative behaviors, negative patterns, negative ideas, and also teach you to let go of expectations from others and from the world. And paradoxically, this will increase your level of success and satisfaction. And I know that seems counterintuitive because if we let go, how are we going to achieve anything. Or aren't we going to be lazy? And is that going to make us sort of just a pushover, a surrendered person who doesn't care? Absolutely not. And learning how to let go is one of the most fortifying tools I believe a person can have. Next, our fourth book is a beautiful yellow book. It's written by Young Pueblo. The book is called Lighter, let go of the past, connect with the present, and expand the future. So, Young Pueblo is an incredible, emotionally mature, insightful young man. And I've listened to this book. First, I was reading, you know, little pages here and there that he would share on Instagram. And then I watched the book just start showing up in my life that other people would have it, someone else would talk to me about it. So I got the audible version and I listened to the book because I love books that are told and that are read in, uh, soothing, easy to listen to tones. And when I can't sleep at night, I'll put one of those on. So I've been listening to lighter and listening to his take on letting go, letting go of the past and on emotional healing. The common denominator in all of these books is emotional healing, getting free of patterns of behavior that hinder us and hold us back and make us think that we can't be who we want to be, who we know we need to be. We can't live our best lives. We can't be free. It's too late. Uh, We're not enough. And They empower you and really sort of take the mask off your eyes so that you can see all the magic, all the potential, all the life that you have inside of you that's here for you to flow into the world, creating a better world for you, for those you care about, and for the things that matter to you. This is one of those books. Uh, He talks about his fall where he was feeling so sad and that the sadness would never go away and how he used meditation and other practices learned to trust his intuition and started to feel mentally lighter with love flowing from him and what I love about this book is it is inspirational it is love-based it is powerful and profound and it's honest This is not a book that tells you, and it'll all just happen magically when you realize who you are, everything will heal, and you'll just be amazing. It talks about the journey, and that we shouldn't become disheartened on this journey, because we're growing stronger, we're expanding our self-awareness, and we're doing the things that we need to do to increase harmony within ourselves, but it happens in forward movements and then backward movements, and we can't always see our evolution but it's happening. And this book is written so beautifully. He uses an economy of words. He speaks clearly, directly, and the big points aren't buried. They're right there in front of you. And you can take just a page of this, and it will give you something to move through your day on that makes you feel like you're not alone. There's just so much intention in his writing. And there's, it's a contagious intention. My final book is Spiritually Practical, and it's one of my favorite books of all time. I I wanted to take it off the list, and I wanted to put the book Drama Free by Nedra Grover Taweb, I think that's how we say her name. She's this gorgeous woman. She has written a book on managing unhealthy family relationships and dysfunctional families. And she's incredible. She's just amazing. And she has to go on the next list because I really felt that to balance out these four books that I've shared, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, The Journey Beyond Yourself, was a book of practical application that belongs in everyone's nightstand. This is a thin book. It is the most life-changing book I have ever read. it's written by Michael Singer, spiritual teacher and author. It explores the the idea of what real inner freedom is and then teaches you how to achieve it by using the energy center of your heart. And if you've ever listened to my work, you've, you've probably heard me talk about this. The heart chakra is an energy center that is designed to stay open and to allow us to purify, to release negative energy so that it doesn't get stuck in the body. And there's a whole bunch of research now. There's so many books now. Besser Vandelkolk, Kolk, uh, The Body Keeps the Score, that our repressed emotions live in the body and they hinder us and they hurt and then they create disease. And we really want to be able to move through life not holding on to negative experiences. He analogizes it to When you're driving down a road and you see a sign and a tree and a bench and everything just comes into your awareness and then it passes by and out of your awareness and you don't think of it again. And he says that what happens is we get into trouble when we see something and that thing gets our attention and we hold on to it and we don't let it out of our awareness. We hold on to it and we close our hearts while closing it in. And that creates misery and upset and hinders our greatest expression. This is a book about witnessing your own consciousness, your own thinking, your own grasping and holding, and instead opening up, opening your heart center, learning how to do that. And he's very practical. I know this may sound very out there. It is very grounded. It's very realistic to do. And you will learn how to release pent-up, stored, repressed, negative emotion, and energy in your body. And I think that this is one of the most powerful things we can do. And when I look at these five books together, this is a course in transformation with every level of your being addressed, supported, and called to the table to work on your healing and your becoming your greatest expression. So these five really go together in my mind and the way that I'm looking at what they they offer. I hope that you resonate with any one of these, all of these. If you decided to sit down and spend the next three quarters or the next quarter working through either listening to these books on Audible or reading them or getting them from the bookstore working through them with the intention of giving yourself the gift of self-valuing, self-love, self-care, working through these books, even in the order I gave them, I think that's superior. You would have an incredible wealth of understanding about you and deep resources. And the best thing about it is you would have a sense that you really showed up for yourself and gave yourself the love, the reparenting. You met the needs that you didn't have and that you should have had met and that you can move through the world integrated, stronger, and ready to be and to express the greatness within you. I want to know if this resonates with you, which books resonate with you. If you're able to sit down and give yourself a challenge to do a course of going through these five books, I'd love to know what you think is missing here. Something that could be added, shifted, taken away. Reach out to me, Cynthia, CynthiaOcelli.com. And I want to invite you to take a peek at my TikTok page or Rewritten with Cynthia on Instagram and have a look, a peek into some of my coaching sessions where we talk about all of these things and it comes off a little differently because instead of it being a long you know, 30 minutes of continuous movement through subjects, we drill down and focus on individual topics and we, it's just a minute or two, but they are powerful reminders of things that can keep us aware so that we are going through our life taking the best care of ourselves. Some of the most popular topics recently have been self-betrayal. When someone does something horrible to you and you sit there and take it, that's a self-betrayal. Weakens your self-trust and how to earn it back. We talked about forgiveness and forgiveness not me not being the acceptance of continued bad behavior, that you can forgive somebody and love them from a distance or not love them at all. We've talked about taking really good care of you in the moment and being unapologetic about that, embracing that and saying, this is what is right, because I am the one responsible for this body and being. I am the the only one who will live every moment of my life with me. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I look forward to our next show and I hope to hear from you. Have a beautiful week, everybody.